hello. Um, I'm cheating a little bit today, right? I've decided I'm not going to do the singing thing anymore. I'm done. It's done. I, I thought about it last week and I, I'm done with it for now. Maybe it'll come back, but it's, it's a happy Tuesday from me because I've got a lot on my mind and I feel like I feel like I've got the time now to talk about stuff and what's going to happen tomorrow Wednesday is I'm going to have to make time to do this so as I was driving I was like you know what actually today is a good day to do the Wednesday podcast on a Tuesday because you know life (laughs) life and things so I have done the third interview I've been to the third interview. I drove all the way to Bristol last night. Crashed on the couch of one of my good friends from from high school. Slept over at there at his house, uh, and then went off to the interview. I, I got all I got all dressed up. He let me use some chinos of his, a smart shirt. We I say we ironed, but he ironed the shirt and the pair of trousers got some smart shoes from him as well I was just I was just gonna be casual and rock a smartish golf shirt some jeans and some formal shoes and first impressions count I thought you know actually look a bit smarter for the interview so I did even though his clothes were a little bit big for me I felt like I was wearing my dad's clothes was hilarious just in my mind but anyway I looked a lot smarter than I think I would have had I gone with my first set of clothes and I'm very underwhelmed uh, by the interview I'm just like oh okay so I don't know I have no more feelings than I don't know what to think it was quite so as they sat down right she so there's there's a she and there's a he he's the CEO and I can't remember exactly what her role is described as but she handles people so I don't know if you wouldn't say really HR but in that sort of that sort of thing okay so she's she's the one who, who says hello to me and she's the one who did the screening call in the first place and so her uh, she came through to me I was about 15 minutes early for the interview I think 15 minutes is a good amount of time so you're ready but if you're half an hour you're a little bit eager 10 to 15 minutes is like I'm here on time so when you're ready, I am so ready. So yeah, it was it was good timing. And she said to me, "Look, I do just want to let you know that we're going to be on our laptops typing, so it's a little bit impersonal." So she warned me uh, when the CEO came in. He also said to me, "Have you told them about the laptops? Why we have laptops in front of us?" She was like, "Yes, I have." And then he went on to explain it again, like they've got to write down my responses and some of their own thoughts so 
uh, and their questions are on their PCs, on their laptops, so that's why they have them in front of them. And I just, I don't know, I, I think in every other interview that I've been to, there's always been that fluidity of emotion from both sides. And in this instance, I felt very intimidated, which is, I'm, I'm, I have, my name is Tim, you know, so I'm supposed to do the intimidation, but I just, I don't know, I felt like on the back foot or something, and I didn't feel very comfortable. I felt a bit, I don't know if I felt insecure, I was a bit insecure, I was a bit uncertain and I gave it my best shot but I feel like I feel like my how would I put it I my lack of experience in the industry made it difficult for me to describe why I think I am well suited for this role because I don't exactly understand the pressures I don't understand the day-to-day -day work I don't I don't know how to justify my skill set to this job role and I think I was a bit in my own head throughout the interview so yeah first things first interview is done and I don't know how to feel about it. I kind of, I kind of felt like they were there out of process more than they are out of genuine interest. So it kind of, it kind of felt like they were doing it because they had to, rather than they wanted to. And three people, different have said to me usually when there's an interview process like this the third interview it's down to two candidates and if they were as uninterested as I felt they were during the interview maybe they've already made up their mind so yeah that that's kind of the headspace I'm in at the moment and I'm just trying to process how I feel about it and I don't I don't really know I feel, I feel like underwhelmed is, is the best way usually usually when I have an interview I'm I leave it feeling confident and being like I gave it my best shot and and I know this time I did as well but I feel like I didn't I didn't hit the home run I didn't hit the ball in the sweet spot like I made good contact but it's maybe hitting the boundary for four runs when I would have much rather hit it so hard I got six runs you know so I didn't feel that yes you the you the person we're looking for I didn't I didn't feel that I, so I'm just here like I don't know I don't know what to say I don't know how to feel I don't I don't feel confident in 
that I'm the person they're looking for, which is which is fine. I mean, I had said to myself, I'm I'm trying my best not to get too excited, but I will get excited. I mean, the, the, like as we walked into the office, I had to try and hush my fanboyism because it really looks like a cool office. They've got loads of movie merch and like um, collectible figurines. They've got like a whole um, set of shelves filled with all this like merch stuff which is really cool. And then they've got like little bubble meeting rooms and laptop screens and they've got like a, a, a studio where they shoot stuff. And I was just like, oh my goodness, this is this is kind of like this is kind of where I need to be. But I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. Which is fine. I I'm like, I don't know if I'm bullying myself or if I'm, I'm just coming to terms with how I felt during the interview so that if I do get bad news, I'm not going to be surprised. Like, right now, I feel as if I'm not going to get it. And I suppose a lot of us do that to ourselves far too often. And I am one of the biggest suckers for that mentality where I'm in my mind prior to going through with the thing I'm like I can do this and then afterwards I'm like wow I could have done so much better uh, I, I am very critical of myself in that shape or in that way so I shouldn't be driving so fast slow down slow down yeah so I'm, I'm a bit bummed and I, I, I suppose you can you can hear that I'm deflated in a way, uh, I didn't. I didn't sleep so well last night. I didn't sleep so well the night before either. And I think having a good sleep obviously impacts a lot of things. Mostly the way that your brain functions. So I didn't. I didn't show up as my best self. So I feel. I feel slightly disappointed in the Tim that I brought today it wasn't it wasn't enough it wasn't enough for my standards so it is what it is I'm keep shrugging my shoulders like you can see but in my in my heart and in my soul I feel like this isn't gonna happen and I don't know if if I get offered the job how that will how, how I'm currently feeling now will impact that decision because at the end of the day the fact that I was feeling that way is a is a sign is a sign already but what I've realized about myself and something that I am trying to change or at least work on is the fact that I will rather, and it's just, it's, it's human nature, I will rather go for comfort than for discomfort. And I'm trying to look at situations from further 
than my discomfort and I'm trying to pull myself and look at it subjectively I think <laughs> or objectively the one where you I need to just read it and understand what one of them means so then I will know how to use them properly but I know it's one of them and I've had the same issue before but I'm like I'm like removing myself from the, the situation so I think it's objectively because subjectively I think it's like person personal anyway so I pull myself out of the situation and say okay I understand my immediate discomfort but what value am I going to be getting from that discomfort and looking a bit further into what I'm trying to accomplish and how dealing with that discomfort at the time will help me get to where I want to be and understanding that the discomfort comes from the unknown and we're always afraid of the unknown like of course you are like you don't you don't just walk into the jungle being all confident because you know everything you, you, you walk in there and you're a bit like uh, I don't know really I'm scared of insects or scared of snakes or I have a phobia of green leaves I don't know I don't know what you go into the forest thinking but you you go in there into the unknown and by the time you've gotten through that forest you have been able to address unknowns you now understand what it takes to get from the start of the forest to the end of the forest but before you go through the forest you don't know what to expect so that that like that fear of the unknown is what causes discomfort and it's okay to be scared it's okay to be uncomfortable as long as you can look at that situation and realize further than that situation and look at it with an outsider's view and I'll keep saying this and whether you listen to it or not it's, it's neither here nor there but Stephen Bartlett's Diary of a CEO is an incredible podcast and just gives me an insight of, of the way he thinks and his self-development and, and, and the way that he's going on about his life and I draw a lot of inspiration from the things that he says and, and the way that he looks at stuff and so a lot of the things that I talk about come pretty much directly from his podcast because I, I now look at things differently because I've got someone else's perspective and being uncomfortable is fine as long as you're able to see past that situation and the way Stephen Bartlett described it in one of his recent podcasts that I've listened to is that you look you need to look at situations there's there's two kinds of people and let's use chess as a uh, game system because I think a lot of people know what chess is and have a basic idea of how it works so in chess you've got the pieces and you've got the player in life if you can look at your problems as the player so the player in this situation is the person who moves the pieces 
if you can look at your situation from the player's perspective rather than associating the pain you're currently going through as the pawn who's just about to lose their life understanding that that sacrifice of the pawn which is like your discomfort in this scenario that I'm describing sacrificing that is going to enable you to get to the king it is I don't play a lot of chess clearly but I'm just trying to explain the principle so you look at your situation and you look at your life like you're the player you're making outside decisions and you're experiencing things from an external point of view because as soon as you get into the position of the pawn you feel everything that you're going through so much more deeply and your decision making gets so deeply influenced by your emotion and when we're making decisions with our emotions they're not necessarily the ones that are for our best are in our best interest because it's for our immediate best interest I know there's a bit of a tangent going on here but just just stay with me just stay with me and at the end of the day you got to try and position yourself and understand that the or understand whether or not the discomfort you're currently going through has a purpose if you are listening to this podcast and you're like I am currently going through some discomfort and I realize that the reason I'm dealing with this discomfort is because in three months time I'm buying a new car so if I resign from my job it's going to stop me from getting that car okay cool so you understand that there's a reason why you're handling that discomfort for the time being until you need to reassess the situation if you've got this discomfort and you're like I hate my life I don't want to wake up in the morning you need to address it you need to think deeply and if you're afraid of doing that ask questions to other people just try and reframe the way that you're thinking about your situation because if you're not spending time thinking about your situation nothing's going to change and I'm preaching to the choir here because I am the worst but I'm trying to get better this is this is my journey of self-discovery and self-improvement and slow and steady steps to the best version of myself will I ever get there probably not but I will continue to take the steps try my damn best because that's all I can do at the end of the day and I want that for you as well so understanding right now that I went to this interview I could have done better but at the same time if it's not meant for me it's not meant for me if I am not the person in the form that I brought today that they're looking for then I'm not the person they're looking for and that is absolutely fine 
does it mean that all of these ideas that I've had about my near future get changed? Of course, of course, but that's life. You can't, like before you used to be able to plan five years ahead. The way life is going now, if you've got a three to six month ahead plan, you are doing freaking incredibly well. If you've just got that like, that basic understanding of what your next step is, that's incredible. Uh, okay, you just go, just go, just go, just go, just go, just go. Man was indicating he was stuck behind a truck. I was gonna, I was gonna stop him from going, but. I decided to be nice instead. Sometimes you just gotta be nice instead, you know. So, yeah, I, if it's not meant for me, it's not meant for me. And it doesn't mean that the time and energy that I've spent on this opportunity has been a waste because I've learned a lot about myself. And I was able to do a presentation, a full presentation. I was able to do research I was able to put it together. I was able to reach out to people who would be able to help me, give me a bit of direction and say, look, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing here or I'm not sure if I understand this correctly. And the personal growth that I have had from this experience has been more than worth it. And one side of me hopes that I don't get the job because then I don't have to worry about all the things that I was stressing about. But I want to be uncomfortable. And I think that's kind of what I'm trying to bring it back to is that I'm trying to identify situations that make me feel uncomfortable but allow me to push towards a bigger picture. Because I'm stuck in my current picture. I have all the pieces. I don't exactly know where they all go, but I've got all of them there. And I feel like where I'm at now, it's, I've moved from like, like a, like a hundred piece puzzle where I've got, I've got like 60% of the, the puzzle done. And I'm sort of like, well, I need to, I need to finish this puzzle but I also think I need to start a new puzzle with a couple more pieces because I've got to 60% of this puzzle and it's not really it's not really taking the shape that I was hoping it would like I've looked at the artwork and I thought it was going to look really cool but I don't know the colors distorted or something like that and I'm just I'm just not enjoying the process of building that puzzle maybe I'm now offended by the orange mat on the picture I don't know this is a silly example but I'm, I'm like but I got to 60% and I've realized that's not the puzzle I want to keep building and I want to now start focusing on a puzzle I am enthusiastic about building so lots of strange metaphors being used in this podcast but I hope it, it's because I, I want to explain my thought with like a practical so that it's 
because it's in my brain and I don't know if the words that come out of my mouth explain what's in my brain so if I try and use it like an example that's relatable it's hopefully makes it clear and make more sense hopefully so yeah that's that done and they said they will contact me soon so when that is who knows I will be checking my emails every five minutes for the next three days no doubt and they've been pretty good it's usually been like a two-day two-day waiting period so and if they've made their mind up I mean they're not going to they're not going to draw it out drag it out so yeah we'll we'll find out soon I suppose then on another serious note and I don't know how much information I feel comfortable sharing but I want to kind of go through last week what happened and so the last we spoke I was en route to Manchester to attempt to get my South African passport and attempt was the right word and preparing myself for failure was the right preparation method because it was a dramatic waste of time and I was unprepared and they told me I need to get this and this and this which is I needed to sit in front of somebody and just understand like the amount of stuff that they're asking for is actually stupid it's actually stupid considering I was born in South Africa I'm trying to renew my passport. They're looking for unabridged certified copies of my birth certificate, my dad's birth certificate, my mom's birth certificate, their IDs, certified copies. They want me to get a certificate of naturalization. They want me to get some other register certificate. And I'm just like, what are you freaking... Why are you quizzing me? I'm here to renew my passport. Not apply for a new one. So, yeah. I, I haven't I haven't even... I haven't even sat down and tried to decide what I'm going to do with that situation. I've, I've got a couple of ideas, but... I don't know. It kind of depends on what happens with this, this work situation. Because that will influence whether or not... I can go in December and there's just yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of living week to week at the moment and it's a bit of a crazy one. Things are a bit weird. Uh, because I've just I've not put my life on pause, but I was like I've I've planned up until today what I need to do and what to do. And now by the end of today, I need to start sorting out what I'm doing from tomorrow. So, that's what I need to do. But I'm busy driving from Bristol back to Maidenhead, so... That was a failure, but then I went and met up with my good friend. And he had a, a friend that he had brought with him. So we just chilled and had coffee. Uh, actually, beer. Not alcoholic beer for me. And caught up. Then I... I stayed for about, I think it was an hour and a half, two hours, and we were just catching up, just chatting. 
and then I went off to see my gran in Sheffield so I drove through Sheffield uh, I drove through from Manchester to Sheffield and it was a, a fairly pleasant drive another nice green sort of drive which was cool and there was one part where there's like a lake and the last time I went past the lake was pretty full there's lots of water and at the moment we've not had rain for quite a long time quite a long time and it's just all dried up which was just scary scary to see like it, just to look at it was a realization of how little water we've had because I'm not a plant I'm not a farmer I I don't I don't appreciate the lack of rain that much because it's not that important but now when you actually visualize it you, you see the impact that it's had it's, it's like whoa so that was a bit of a sad part and so I went up to McGran pretty chilled got there Wednesday afternoon everything was dandy uh, we did we go out for dinner no she had some some meal prepared some oh it was a it was a pasta Alfredo she defrosted and made some pasta and we had dinner and it was good she had some ice creams some ice creams it was cool and then on Thursday I had agreed with Kevin that we would record some episodes for Glimpse into the Ether and so we did I had my I had all my stuff there I had my laptop I had my webcam I had an extra monitor I had my headset and we recorded some episodes but like I was in this the pokiest freaking area because the LAN cable that I had actually I could have probably just run off Wi-Fi the LAN cable I had just about reached the the room so I had to close the door put my little table in there and uh, sit there to, to do the recording. That actually might be the image I'll use as the <laughs> uh, for the for the podcast. Crazy, stuck in this little room. But we managed to get the recordings done. The lighting was horrendous. Uh, my sound quality was okay, but we we did what we needed to, and that was that was good. Then Thursday night we went out for dinner. All was well. It was pretty warm. It was pretty uncomfortably warm. And... But all was well. Go to bed. I chill out, watch a bit of Rocket League. Because it was the Rocket League Worlds this weekend. So, the three Spring Majors were done. Spring Majors. The, the three Majors were done. Um, autumn, Spring and winter majors and this was like the this was the the big deal this was where the best of the best squared off and yeah so I was watching a bit of that Pompas 3 on Friday morning I get a Timothy so I wake up and I'm like granny did you call me and she's like Timothy so I was like, oh crap. So I jump under bed and I go to her and she sat on the edge of her bed and she says to me, I can't get up, I need some help. So 
was like, oh crap, okay, no worries. So I really need to go to the Louvre, but I need some help. So I was like, okay, well, I mean, fair enough. So I go to, to help her and she's just, she's really dizzy and she's like unable to hold herself up. So I couldn't really just hold her hand to help her. I needed to get behind her and, and support her properly. Managed to get her to the bathroom. Let her do her business. She's, just, she's not feeling so well. She's going to be sick. So I was like, oh crap. She's like, go get me a bucket. So I go get her a bucket and she's like, she just feels terrible. She really feels, I feel her head and, and she's quite hot. So I get a cold towel, put on her head. Um, and she's like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm ready to go back to bed. So I help her on the way there. And I, this is a bit of a, bit of a, like, it is pretty intense. So what I had to deal with this is where my head's at so just as I'm about to get her back to her bed she passes out in my arms so I wasn't I didn't want to like hurt her by trying to lift her so I, I gently put her down on the ground got a pillow and waited for her to kind of come to again because she just fainted but she was still breathing and I'm very grateful that I'd done the first aid training that I did with, with the company I was, I was working at because I was kind of capable of managing the situation in some ways. I just, I hit a switch. There was a switch that like went from, oh my goodness, this is a situation, my granny, to there's somebody who I need to help and I can't afford to panic. I need to think logically and decide how I'm going to deal with this. So, Eventually, she comes to again, and I was like, "Granny, are you ready to try and get back on the bed?" And she's like, "She was so, she was so dazed. She was like, oh, I thought I was already on the bed.'" And I was like, "No." And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, "What am I going to do?" I, I thought, I thought it was because it was a bit hot that she just wasn't able to get the energy to do what she needed to. So. But after about an hour of, of watching her, making sure she was still breathing, constantly checking in on her and making sure she was okay, I decided it was time to call some emergency services. So I phoned them, explained the situation, and I, I was like, everything is okay for now, but I definitely think we need to get somebody to check on her just to make sure so I yeah I explained what had happened and I mean she hadn't she hadn't hurt herself so all the all the boxes were ticked that we can be a bit patient and wait for the emergency services so they rocked up about two hours later two and a half hours later and by this point I'd managed to she wanted to go to the loo again so we got her up off of the ground went to the loo uh, she was a bit sick and uh, then managed to get her back onto her bed um, so she was in her bed and I was just sat on the floor sitting near her waiting for, for the ambulance to arrive they did a check on her and her heart rate was down to 24 beats per minute which if you're not familiar with the average you should be between 60 and 90 I think depending on your age that's sort of the um, I think a healthy person, like a fit, healthy person, uh, depending on uh, lots of medical stuff, is between 60 and 70. 
so 24 is like below it shouldn't be functioning that low so they said to they need to take her in because they don't know what's caused this and they need some doctors to have a look and, and try and find out what's going on so they took her in the ambulance and went on to the hospital I let everybody in the family know what was happening well not everyone in the family just the important people while we tried to find out what was going on followed off to the hospital and she had to have an emergency surgery done to install a pacemaker because her heart wasn't sending the correct electrical signals for her body to perform or her heart to perform the way it should so the doctors reckoned that if she tried to continue with life she probably wouldn't have made a week and she lives by herself she's pretty independent she's stubborn as anything uh, but she's 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 always been that granny that makes sure there's like baked goods make sure that you have all the treats that you could ever want like next to your bed when you go there there's always chocolates there's always treats uh, and yeah so she's like the typical granny anyway so it was a bit of a bit of a stressful Friday uh, to say the least and because of that I decided to cancel Friday's stream because I didn't think I was really I had the energy or was in the right state for it because I was busy processing quite a lot and my uncle drew, drove up from, uh, from England from London and him and his partner came through which was which was a bit of a normality for me and I, I said to them on Friday night on Saturday morning I was like I'm really grateful that you came up because it's just made this process for me not as traumatic as I think had I come home by myself all of what had happened would have just like recycled through my head and like now I think about it as well there's, there's probably a bit of stuff that I need to deal with and um, I guess talking about it does help so that was really intense and I couldn't I couldn't help but cancel stream on Friday night uh, but I mean we also went out for dinner and yeah so I stayed an extra day which meant I missed the what I call a bribe what they call a barbecue with my ex-colleagues which was a bit sad because I was looking forward to seeing them catching up finding out what the latest gossip was what's happening with the company but yeah it was definitely more of a priority for me to be there to see my granny like I was there like I didn't have to drive far to see her you know so that was yeah it was pretty intense and yeah on Sunday I so my brother asked me on Saturday or Friday I can't remember when I think it was before everything happened he said to me would I mind being home on Monday morning because they have an engineer coming in to have a look at the line so I was like yeah absolutely no worries I'll be there so I had left on Sunday thinking I needed to be home for that on Monday and then he was like uh, on Sunday his fiance asked me so what are your plans I was like well I'm going to be available for the engineer my brother's like oh 
no, don't worry, I cancelled that. I was like, oh my goodness, why didn't you tell me earlier? Anyway, so I drove back on Sunday thinking I needed to be home on Monday morning to do, do this thing. And also I had the interview on Tuesday, so worse came to worse, I would have come, uh, come back on Monday. Anyway, yesterday. Or just drove straight to Bristol, which would have been my preferred uh, method of travel, because that would have saved me a fortune. But anyway, everything everything happens for a reason, I believe. So my uncle's partner got a lift back with me, so I dropped him off in London, and then I went back to Maidenhead. So that was that was that and I got home and I was just exhausted I was just like this whole the whole weekend was it's been an it was an intense week and I was drained I still am drained and I almost can't fault myself too much about the interview this morning because I had one hell of a week last week I had one hell of a weekend and I've been traveling a lot I've been driving a lot so yeah it's been intense and it is what it is I I can't do much more than than what I have done and yeah here we are on Tuesday I am on my way back home I've got a recording session with Kevin a bit later today I said to him it's not going to be the usual time because of the interview but I'll let you know when I let you know and I haven't let him know yet but I will when I get home because I'm I'm dealing with stuff you know and sometimes certain things take priority over others and at this moment in time the interview was my main focus that was what I needed to concentrate as much of my energy on as I possibly could and now that's done I can actually take a bit of a breather and figure out where I go from here so that's where that's where I'm at right now and I don't know I don't know yet don't know what the future holds but we never do and being secure and confident in the unknown knowing that you constantly putting your best foot forward is the best approach like I can dissect situations as much as I want but at the end of the day you've just got to kind of say I showed up with the best that I had at that moment in time could I have done better yes could I have done worse yes it is just that is the version of yourself that was there and because I believe everything happens for a reason if it's not meant to be it's not meant to be if I'm not supposed to be the person that they're looking to fulfill that role there's no guilt trip that I need to put on myself because I'm well aware that I would be a valuable team member but if I'm not able to justify that to them, they don't understand my worth. And maybe my worth 
isn't the sort of person they're looking to fulfill this role. And there's no reason for me to be disappointed if I don't get the job because it didn't, it didn't suit. It didn't suit. I, I am putting myself out into the deep end and I'm saying, look, there's not a lot that I know about this role, but I would like to learn. And that's, that's where I'm at. I am wanting to learn and I'm wanting to be in a position where I'm able to be coached and I'm able to be helped and I'm able to be guided and I'm able to grow because although I am growing at my own pace at the moment, that pace isn't good enough in my mind and I understand what needs to be done to improve that pace and that is to have an accountability partner it is to have a boss of some sort to make sure that I'm getting done what needs to be done while I'm figuring out the steps that need to be taken to get to that point so that is it I will hopefully be streaming on Friday night I don't have my DSLR camera which is another thing on the to-do list to find out what's happening but I will figure that out I am going to wrap it up here. It's been a pretty intense episode. Lots of stuff. Uh, mostly the interview process and obviously my grand. But as this is a personal private diary sort of interaction, it's always sharing what's on top of my head. And as I was driving, I was like, you know what? I actually, I want to talk about this. And I want to clear my head a bit because I didn't I didn't want to listen to music I didn't want to listen to podcasts but I didn't want to sit here in silence and I don't want to just talk to myself <laughs> uh, so yeah the way that I I'll do the podcast a day earlier but I'll only release it tomorrow so you won't know any better I could have said hello happy Wednesday but I'm not a liar I believe in honesty. And what if something happens on Wednesday in my personal life, you know, that I didn't talk, too many variables. So I appreciate the time. Thank you for coming to hang out with me. I I, I really do, I do appreciate uh, you listening to my rambles. And if you want to find me anywhere else you can, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook. I am Feed3, just Google Feed3. If you want to follow me in anywhere else, I'm, I, I, I'm as active as I need to be. If you need to contact me, you can. I currently have all my notifications switched off because I'm, I'm trying to become indistractable. I'm working towards being more focused, more motivated, and accomplishing more than past Tim would. Yeah, that's where I'm at. So, thanks for hanging out. I hope you've had a good time with me. And I hope that you're able to challenge yourself and use some of the tools that I'm currently using to become the best version of yourself. Take care. Thanks for listening. And I will speak to you on the next episode. Cheers, everyone.